Have you heard? 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 everyone welcome to another edition of have you heard i'm aaron french and i'm jennifer berkshire and aaron you sound really far away well that's because i'm recording our intro today in our studio while you're up in massachusetts and by studio i actually mean my basement i'm not sure people really understand that you and i put these episodes together from two completely different places Except that for the one that people are about to hear, we went on our very first road trip together. We did indeed. And I know folks out there are wondering, but, you know, two or more hours in a car with Jennifer, basically the best day ever. Well, tell people where we went. Well, we went to Lawrence, Massachusetts. One of the really striking things about the debate over public education is that on the one hand, it's all about the kids. And on the other hand, you never really get an opportunity to hear what kids have to say. So Aaron and I climbed in the car together, and we went to Lawrence, Massachusetts, which is quite the hot spot when it comes to education these days. The state took over the schools about five years ago. And Aaron, what did you learn from our trip? Well, I learned that the kids actually have quite a bit to say, but nobody's really listening. Well, what do you say? Should we go and hear what they have to say? Let's go to Lawrence. Let me set the stage. Aaron and I are in Lawrence, Massachusetts. He's got the headphones on today. It's a spring Saturday and we're at the Boys and Girls Club in a room full of kids scribbling away in response to the question, what is education? This isn't a class or Saturday school. These students chose to be here today and they're totally into it. Because a lot of people aren't happy with how education is, especially students now. We're learning and discovering the kind of power and voice that we do have. That's Lily Lopez, a senior at Lawrence High School. She's what's known as a writing leader, part of a program run by a group called Andover Breadloaf. Lily says she decided she wanted to help other students find their voices through writing because she needed to find her own. Um, personally, I wanted a voice. I was angry at a lot of things going on and decisions being made for me that no one ever asked me if I was okay with. There are some adults here today, including a few you might not expect to see at a day-long celebration of writing and student voice, like a local basketball coach who's here with some of his players. But the students are the ones running the show. Having someone that looks similar to you and closer in age, there's a deeper connection than if you were to walk in and you would see a teacher-like figure or a parent-like figure, which is kind of scary and intimidating. Someone like me who stands at 4'11", <laughs> you're really not going to be afraid of. And I hope that you can become comfortable with me and we can have an honest and open discussion. And that power shift can take a little adjustment for adults who are used to being in charge. It's bad, but they're surprised that we're able to do something like this. And it feels good to be like, yeah, I can do something. <laughs> a big part of what writing leaders like Lily do is pass the mic to other students, like 18-year-old Jaylene Tati, who's been waiting in line to share a poem she wrote about a recent open mic night at a gathering spot in Lawrence called El Tayer. You don't get many opportunities to experience something bigger than yourself. In fact, it's a very rare occurrence to feel such rawness in the air, to be met with so much openness. 
Have you ever been taken back by the amount of talent in a room? I'm talking about goosebumps creeping up your skin as the apricot illumination starts to radiate on your body. You start to perceive something distant, distinct and mighty, that aura of community. Poems, rap, pieces, composition, the passion almost tangible in the ambience. Suddenly, the quiver in her voice resonates with the deepest sensation in the most profound spaces of your soul. The tremors bouncing back from the tip of his throat vibrates with your pulse, and you start to recognize all these connections you form with these artists. I think I learned more from the captivating words laced with the utmost reflection and unforgiving, unflinching honesty than any classroom. Almost all of the kids who are here today have some tie to the Dominican Republic. Their parents immigrated, or maybe they were born on the island themselves and just arrived in Lawrence. And the stories that these students are sharing today, and the ones they tell at school events and open mic nights, always seem to come back to what it's like to be an immigrant kid coming up in the poorest city in Massachusetts. Um, I haven't written in like weeks, but being surrounded by other writers always inspires me so how hard twice as hard yes twice as hard because things aren't handed to you you are Dominican girl in immigrant city you work twice as hard why because you need half of what they have because even if you work it's not enough you put in overtime just to have a taste of success but then it's back to business because you have enough but your mother wants you to have what she never had these students talk about Lawrence a lot but what's so interesting, and maybe a little surprising, is that their stories and their conversations aren't so much about escaping the city as they are about making it better. One of the sessions we drop by is about the future of Lawrence and what students like this sixth grader think about what the city should look like and who should get to decide. Our poster is over there, and we, we did a lot of stuff about how we can how we feel about Lawrence, how people swoop in and change without us feeling and talking about it. And I think that we should, ha we should have a voice. That's, I think that's what we all think. When these students talk about voice, they have something more than just open mics and story shares in mind. Writing leader Celeste Cruz, a junior at Lawrence High, says that the Breadloaf Writing Program and events like this one are also about helping students learn to make demands. Like it was touched upon before, it gives the youth a voice and it's something that they find empowerment in. And I think it just, it builds young activists in our city and they start to take advantage of these resources and start like advocating for change within the community at even at a young age. Remember that writing prompt we started with, what is education? These students are increasingly focused on education in Lawrence. It's quite the hot topic. The state designated Lawrence a failing school district back in 2011 and took over the schools. Kids here have been living through a period of huge transition that directly affects them, but without having much input into what's happening. That needs to change, Celeste says. I think it's more upon if we don't start taking advocating for change or trying to change the way that things are now or leading things on our own we're gonna be become robots in a, in a way we're gonna be taking commands from someone else and living this life where we probably don't want to live but we're living it because it's what we're pushed to become 
So if we don't start like pulling the reins off of that and just guiding our own paths, we'll eventually be building for someone else. For months now, these students have been researching education and talking to their peers about what school could and should look like. With the help of the Lawrence Youth Council and another arts group called Elevated Thought, they surveyed more than 600 students, asking them questions like, what subjects would they like to study? How do they like to learn? And what opportunities are missing for kids here? They even made a short film called What is Education that premiered in Lawrence on May 5th. Let us teach you how to teach us. Deja que nosotros te enseñemos para que ustedes nos puedan enseñar. Now, obviously, you can't see the film because this is audio, so I'll try to describe a little of it for you. The sound of marching feet you just heard accompanies a visual of the students in uniform moving in military formation down a high school hallway. The most dramatic moment in the six-and-a-half-long-minute film occurs about halfway through when Celeste Cruz turns to the camera and delivers this line. If we don't start projecting our dreams, we'll be stuck helping build someone else's. We can't be afraid to question everything. There's more than one way to be educated, untaught ways to be elevated. The students did get some adult help with this film. Marquise Victor, who heads up the group Elevated Thought, shot and edited the film. The screenplay was written by the students, who weighed in after every cut. Victor says that the entire project, the survey, the film, isn't intended to provide students with a set of answers, but to get them asking more questions. Ask more questions and find the answer to those questions. And if the, and if the answers to those questions makes them feel uneasy or makes them sick, as, as they often do, they start to find ways and the little ways that they can to, to start to craft creative solutions for them. For students in Lawrence, finding solutions to the problems that are all around them, including in their schools, starts with finding their voices, says writing leader Lily Lopez. If you have a voice, use it. And if you don't, find one. Help people get what they want out there. Just be loving and be honest, and if you don't think you can do anything, that's what's stopping you from doing something. That's it. If you want to check out that student film for yourself, go to elevatedthought.org. And of course, if you want to share your thoughts with Have You Heard, you know where to find us. I'm on Twitter at EduShyster, and Aaron is also on Twitter at AaronMofoFrench. Just a quick shout out to some of the individual donors whose support is helping us make this podcast a reality. Thank you very much to Burtis Downs, to Darren Lim Yankowitz, and to Tom Berkshire. Thanks, Dad. Until next time, I'm Jennifer Berkshire, and that's what we've heard.